2: Welcome in to Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes.
1: Excellent throw and catch just gets inside, uses his big body, no answer for number 87. And former NFL linebacker Joe Mays.
3: Mays missed him first, and in a typical North Dakota State toughness, Mays got up and stayed with it and got Newton from behind. <laughs>
0: Players
2: Only, presented by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your
1: next pursuit. Well, what's going on, Chiefs Kingdom, Kansas City? We are back in the Builders, Players Only, is here again, as always, each and every week during the football season from 6 to 7, here on 610 Sports, and I got my boy Joe Mays. What's whoop. going on? Whoop, whoop. Back in the building once again. And I am Danon Hughes, and we're back in <laughs> studio for you for another week, and this week, I'm more excited. Got to contain myself because we got playoff football finally here in Kansas City. We do have to give a shout out to our boy Sean Barber, who is not here, still laid up sick, had COVID yep. going on two weeks now. Yep. I talked to him earlier. We appreciate he appreciates all the prayers and thoughts. Uh, he's finally got his fever gone That's since uh, what's today Thursday. He said since Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, hasn't gotten his appetite back. But he didn't lose his sense of smell or taste, so that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Uh, but yeah, he was still his same honorary uh, pain in the neck <laughs> person that he was he's been before. I say that because we were actually had the the, the blessing of being able to be on a Zoom call today mm-hmm. and we actually spoke with some patients in hospitals. As the Chiefs, as part of the Chiefs Ambassadors, we still do a lot in the community. And Chiefs asked us to jump on a Zoom call with some nurses and some patients in hospitals that were going through therapy. Yeah. Uh, we had a heart patient, had uh, a couple other patients as well that we talked to, Talk Chiefs, Chiefs fans, yeah, talk awesome. some football, kind of lift up their spirits and all that good stuff. So Barbershop was his normal self a pain in a pain in the neck to me but I did have to highlight on there. We talked to one patient that looked sound like they were down trying to give them some encouraging words and I told them, "Barbershop played linebacker. I played wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I said attack your therapy like an offensive guy because we're the tougher side." Then that that got his spirits up. So I just speak truth, Joe. That's all I do. I try to speak truth, just like we do on players only, each and every week. Joe, why are you looking at me like that?
3: Because I'm just trying to figure out if, if you're the reason why he had, why, he, why he picked up why, why he had a smile on his face. It's because of you. I just, you being, I just tell. I just tell the truth. Don't you, shoot the messenger, so, you Joe.
1: Supposedly being, don't shoot the messenger. I just tell the people the truth. He was down and out, and I said offensive guys are tougher than a linebacker that happens to be laid up and can't <laughs> eat food. Like what what, what? 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 am I supposed to say?
3: I think you more so made him laugh because that's just foolish <laughs> to even think that an offensive guy is tougher than a, than a defensive guy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's foolish. And then coming from you. That's It just makes it even worse.
1: Whoa, what the heck? (laughs) Man, we're going to open up these phone lines and text lines before I leap across this table on Joe. 913-576-7610. 913-576-7610. Everybody out there in the Chiefs' kingdom, we got playoff football. You can hear the excitement in our voices here. Yes. And we want some calls. We want some texts today because even though we're excited to finally get football, finally after two weeks or close to two weeks, see Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Honey Badger, Daniel Sorensen, all the stars, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, back on the field for this defending Super Bowl winning Chiefs team. Yep. There's always some concerns. There's always some people out there. That have things on their mind. So we want to hear from you today. We're going to start the show off as we do each and every week. We got four quarters in the show for our an hour, and our first quarter is sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. I just hear barbershop.
3: I hear it. I hear. I don't hear he barbershop.
1: I hear the way he did it every I, time you read that. I don't hear barbershop unless he's right in front of me. Hey. I tune him out. Can we please let him do it again when he comes when he come back in? The- no.
3: Yeah, we need to let him do that.
1: Barbershop. There's no reads, There's no. There's no sponsorships that barbershop will do in my place.
3: <laughs> he did a fantastic Julio, job.
1: Julio, Julio in the booth <laughs> has declared that as law in this building.
3: Yeah, he, he was definitely shaking his head a hard no, <laughs> very hard no.
1: But, yeah, we got our text lines open, so we'd love to hear from all the Chiefs fans or maybe just the football fans that want to talk about the other games that are going on. I uh, was speaking with a radio station out in Denver, a couple of different radio stations throughout this week, uh, based on being uh, in the booth with Mitch Holtus during the game. For everybody out there, you got the Radio.com app. You can listen to us on 106.5 The Wolf each and every game. Go ahead and mute your TV and listen to our broadcast. We really appreciate it, but I get a chance to speak to different different teams or different cities on broadcast, whether it's who we're playing that week or if they're not playing. In this case, Denver's not playing, so talk to Alfred Williams, a former NFL player, mm-hmm. NFL star that I played against in college and in the pros, and I don't think we beat them very often, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> And um, they talked about popularity in regards to the games this week. Mm -hmm. Of the four games this week, we had an outstanding for the first ever Super Wild Card weekend, which I thought was awesome, to have football for basically 10 hours of an entire day and two days straight of it. And we can get into some of those games as well. But we also want to open up the lines and talk about these four games. But on those calls and on that radio station, they said the Chiefs game – was the number two game of this weekend, pending game of this weekend, of interest. The number one was Brady versus Breeze. And then Why? that's the geriatric bowl. Right. So, you know, they want to make sure that everybody comes out alive, that, um, you know, there's no AARP cards handed out yeah. on the sideline. But I can understand it. You got two legends y- yeah. from the Big Ten, by the way. Shout out to the Big Ten. And... They're going head-to-head. It was a matchup. Basically, it was a destiny Mm. that once Brady signed with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, that you would either see these two teams meet in the the Divisional or in the NFC Championship. So I get it. I get it. There's history there. But number two was the Chiefs, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes, and I thought that was really cool as well.
3: Yeah. I think uh, when it comes to the older quarterbacks, you're basically watching to see who's going to play their last game in the NFL, probably. Um, you know what? No, let me take that back. Brady, Brady, he's probably going to play another year because I'm sure he wants to kind of rebound from the year that he's had so far mm-hmm. um, this season. It wasn't his best season, and he, it kind of took him a while to get his footing. So, of course, he's going to want to come back and and, and do some be- play some better football. Now, when it comes to um, – I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The Saints quarterback. Oh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. When it comes to him, this might be his last hurrah. Oh, I believe it is. I, I believe. it is.
1: I think we go back to the game where the Chiefs played against the New Orleans Saints and in the fourth quarter of the season, yep. and Drew Brees came back after fracturing with 11 yep. ribs. That's right. And, he, and have he came back and probably shouldn't have played, but I had a feeling that between he and Sean Payton, that they, whether they announced it to anybody else or not, had already deemed that this was his last season, yeah, and that he wanted to play as many games as he could going out his way. And pa- Sean Payton accommodated him with that by playing against the great Patrick Mahomes. Yep. It would have been their first time, or and possibly last time, to ever play against each other outside of the Super Bowl. So I thought, I thought there was some added incentive, and I thought, I think that's a cool storyline. Yes, you want to win football games, unless you really believe that the backup quarterback in that scenario is going to propel you to win a game significantly more than Drew Brees to accommodate uh, a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. For sure. In what he wants to do and how he wants to go out, I think that's really cool on Sean Payton's side. So I didn't have a problem with it, but I think the writing's been on the wall that this is going to be his last season and he's going to try to go out in great fashion. And what better way than to match up against another great in Tom Brady, having played against the new and upcoming kid on the block in Patrick Mahomes, um, and then add all the other accolades and, and scoring records and all that stuff that he's had in his career. So I, I can understand that being a number one uh, option for a lot of people outside of the Chiefs' kingdom and, and so on. But nevertheless, the Chiefs are the game of the weekend, and we're going to get into that as well. But we got the text line open. We got from the 816, does McCole Hardman finally have himself a big day on Sunday? I think that all depends. Yeah, I think it depends. Sammy Watkins has not practiced this week, did not practice again today. So after being out for so long, I can't imagine that they would line him up to play if he doesn't practice a Wednesday or a Thursday of a game week. So it depends on how he unfolds tomorrow, what he looks like between tomorrow and Friday, then you have the onus of Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman, uh, Demarcus Robinson, one of those guys having to fill the spot of Sammy Watkins, who has been basically the the uh, um, the safety blanket or safety valve of Patrick Mahomes lately since yeah. he's gotten here. Yeah. Basically, I mean, he had big he had big games and playoffs and big situations, so you would hate to miss that. But I think there's also been that safety valve kind of mindset with Patrick Mahomes that he knows where Sammy is on the field and yep. Sammy's able to make those short plays and he runs as violently as ever but you as you know as well as I do you can't make the club in the tub. Exactly. Yeah. You are in that tub in that training room, you can't there's nothing you can do for this team or this team or this week while you sitting in the tub more than you sitting in your uniform.
3: I think he plays though. He has to. I mean, it's the playoffs. You need all hands on deck, right?
1: But that's a calf injury, man. Like, you're talking yeah. about, like, ankle tape up as tight as possible. You can work through it. We, what was it, a foot, T.O. in the Super Bowl, yeah. you can make it happen. You're talking about groins and hamstrings yeah, and calf, calves. Yeah. You know, shoulder. If it was a shoulder, I'd be like, man, you
3: better get your behind out there on the field. On it, yeah. Get
1: back out there. Put some WD-40 or something on it and go. But uh, the calf, I understand. Um, so, we'll see if that works but uh, I think McCall Hardman, I think he could have a big game yeah. in the return game as well. The, the Cleveland Browns, when you look at their numbers, they're not very good in special teams. Mm. They have a good returner, and they have a guy that pours it up full speed. Um, but as far as coverage and so on, I don't think it's anything to really, you know, gloss about. So I think McCall Hardman could be a factor in that.
3: So do they put McCole Hardman back there, or do they put Tyreek?
1: No, you got to go with McCole Hardman. You tried that last year with in the same round against the Houston Texans. Put Tyreek back there, and yep. he fumbled the punt. I get it; that probably only happens one out of a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But I think if if you went through an entire season with McCole Hardman back there for the most part, they had D Rob back there. That to me, that was a failure. Mm-hmm. So you you might put Tyreek back there if anything happens to. Uh, McCole Hardman, but McCole has a punt return this year yep. against the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Uh, so I, I think he would be the one you would hang your hat on there.
3: They should put both of them out
1: there. Yep, We got a lot of activity on the text line. Yeah, we we appreciate you guys in this first quarter of the show, players only. Uh, what do we got, Eight one six yep. Guys, I have two final scores for KC and Cleveland. The first score is 31-19. Chiefs over Browns, second final score is 37-24, Chiefs over Browns. Which score do you choose, unlike the best? I don't care if it's three it's to two. Win. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if it's three to two. But I will say, based on the points that the Browns have given up and, to some extent, the points that they have scored, I'd go with the 37-24. Yep. Uh, that seems a little bit more realistic to me because they have nothing to lose. I believe that the Browns had their Super Bowl last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk into the game plans and some of the the predictions that I think will happen during the game. We'll talk about that in the fourth quarter, but I think they'll they'll pull out all the stops. So thirty seven twenty four. That sounds about right. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Um, but as we know. If you can't score more than 30 points more times than not, you're not going to beat this Chiefs team. So they're going to have a problem no matter what in either of those scenarios, but it will be a fun, fun weekend. And now we're done with the first quarter. We'll yep. come back for the second quarter. We want, we want to talk about the NFC side. I know we just talked about Breeze and Brady, but there's another game going on with what looks like to be the MVP of the NFL this year and Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about that next. This is Players
2: Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio.
1: And we're back, Players Only, back in the building, Joe Mays. Uh, Sean, Sean Barber. shop. I don't see him, so he ain't here. We not. That's the last <laughs> time I'm going to talk about him. And I'm Danon Hughes. Joe Mays, eight years in the NFL as a linebacker. Several years with the Chiefs. So I am a former wide receiver. Six years here all with Kansas City. And we are bringing you players only each and every week during the season to chop it up from a football perspective. Now, here's the thing. And I want all the listeners out there, and we appreciate all the activity on the text line. We're definitely going to get to everybody. Yes. yes we're um, but one of the, the genesis of this show was to bring a perspective that is different than what you may hear from the the normal radio hosts from a player's perspective. That's why we're the only ones that are in studio. We're the only ones on the mic, and not that our perspective is any better. It's just different. Different. It's just different. We see the game differently. We don't see the game any better. We can watch one play and tell you what all 22 people have done on that play. Like, I've done it in the yep. past. I, I, you just see the game differently. And uh, there were times when I was sitting in the stands after I finished playing, and I remember I stopped sitting down in one seat because uh, even though I told people I was Joe Montana, they didn't believe me, they recognized me. And for the entire game, especially on the lower level, you would hear, Danan, why did they do that? He was wide open. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't he throw that? What was Now, this is during, like, you know, Todd Haley and – the, the garbage years, um, so there was a lot of questions to be answered during that time. How should Ty Haley
3: feel about you saying that?
1: Yeah, but you know, I say all that because during those times, I'm like, no, nah, he wasn't open. Like, mm-hmm. I'm saying it to myself. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to diss the, the person or the fan that's asking me there. You know, they don't mean any harm, yeah. but I'm like, yeah, he wasn't open. No, nope, that wasn't right. Yeah, he was you know, he, he ran the right route. Oh, the quarterback just underthrew. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just saying that to myself. And I say that because we do see the game differently. I know the fans enjoy it in their own ways. A lot of times as former players, we don't really enjoy football. No. Because we mm. see it in such a, a scrutinizing, dissecting way because that's how we learned it. That's how we grew up in it with mm. film study and here's what you're doing wrong And here from every detail your wrong steps, your wrong shoulder, taking on your your route, your steps are too far, and not six steps, not seven steps, mm-hmm. so that you have we have been conditioned and brainwashed to basically watch a game a certain way. So uh, that's what we're here for and players only, to take calls, take texts, and just talk about it from our perspective. There it. you have it.
3: <clears throat> yeah, and before we get into the AFC, we got a text from the 913. Is the No Tampa Bay game broadcast? <laughs> is it going to be on the on the History Channel? I believe it will be. It's gonna it's gonna go down in history for sure.
1: Like, what, <laughs> wouldn't it be the smartest move as far as advertising? Not that I'm a big advertising. I am in sales. I, I I've done sales in my life. But if you're an advertiser, wouldn't you be reaching out to like Geritol and wheelchair? <laughs> and other, <laughs> other things like that for commercials. Icy Hot, yeah. Icy Hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shaq and Icy Hot should be...
3: Sketchers. Ske- <laughs> uh, uh,
1: that'd
3: be uh, awesome.
1: Just for men. I mean, everything yeah. you think of that uh, applies to men getting older, yep. they should be prevalent in advertising during that game.
3: I believe so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I we can talk be- because I'm. Uh, well, you pro- are you older than Brady? No, 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 yeah, no.
3: no. I'm younger. Why are you saying like that? Like
1: he, like he's that old? Oh, he's like no, no. I'm uh,
3: no, nah, I'm not older. Than, I'm younger than Brady. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm older than both of them, so yeah. I, I can say it. I can, I, I can, I can say it for what, sure. What is
3: Brady? 43?
1: 43, and Drew Brees just or will be turning on this Friday or just turned this past Friday, forty two. Wow.
3: And that's, that's pretty amazing to see guys going to their 40s still playing at a high level.
1: And the fact that they got history going back to college, Michigan versus Indiana. Purdue. 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 Yeah, that's, right. that's right. And both of those guys going head-to-head, and I think Brady won that game. But but uh, Drew Brees went to the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. That I think, believe it was that year or maybe the next year after Brady left. So a lot of history there, a lot of Big Ten history. And uh, so that'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah. We got the text line also uh, from the 816. The Chiefs sign X Brown Antonio Callaway. Question, how much the mental aspect of signing a player from the other team plays into getting momentum in a game? Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. Yep. It's uh, some, It's a little bit of gamesmanship. If that person is smart enough, willing enough, to give out trade secrets, Mm -hmm. by all means, why would you not take it? Now, Antonio Callaway, I believe, was either a former second-round or third-round receiver, early-round guy, unfortunately part of that organization when they were in their worst. So uh, he has some talent, but it'll be interesting to find out. I mean, especially with limited fans in the stands Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff you can hear on the field that you may not have been able to hear before. From an offensive perspective, remember, when Antonio Callaway and the Cleveland Browns' offense is on the field, that's when the Chiefs fans are the loudest. Yep, that's true. So you have a situation where if he can give you any kind of tidbit of information, what's the live colors in audibles? What does certain shifts mean? What uh, personnel, when they line up in a certain personnel, when they line up in a a certain stacked formation, what's a tendency – are there any tendencies that we would be able to see and take advantage of? You'd be dumb not to tell you. It's not cheating. No, it's not Pop Warner. It's actually you know? smart. Yeah, it's very smart on the business side, and it happens all the time. The
3: only question I have is: Was he there with this current coaching staff? Because I believe he was there when Freddie Kitch- Freddie Kitchens was the head coach.
1: Yeah. So if he wasn't there with this current coaching staff, he w- he was there with this current play the the current players, or at players, least the star yeah. players. Okay. Uh, Jarvis Landry and and uh, Baker Mayfield. So yep. I, I get it, and if you can give anything, I mean, I know if I when, if I left or when I left the Chiefs, based on being here six years and us running the West Coast offense and me knowing the ins and outs of every wide re- receiver position and the tight end and special teams captain, I'd have been given able to give a lot of information yeah, ton out of it. Yeah. to other teams that some of the things that the Chiefs didn't even realize that we did. Um, because of tendencies and, and, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's smart. It happens around the league. And some, you know, for all the real fans out there of football, that's kind of the game within the game that I think you guys can pay attention to that you'll find out, especially as the playoffs start to come around, latter part of the seasons, um, after training camp, Mm -hmm. in the early part of the season where people get cut and you got somebody you're going to play in the first three weeks. Amazingly, one of those players wind up on – that team so yeah. it happens
3: and he's talented too I think that's something that we didn't really talk about is the fact that he do have talent he can definitely provide a spark um if he were to make the team next year um but they signed him to a futures contract which if I'm not mistaken he's not necessarily a part of the team right now no. either so he could be doing some things behind the scene with the coaches but I think they brought him along just you know to for a guy to come in compete you know possibly compete for us a, a gig next year but uh yeah yeah he has some talent and he uh, hopefully he has a, a little bit of knowledge that can help this team out. Yeah, sure. he can
1: tell you about yeah. tendencies by wide receivers. He sat in a wide receiver room with this wide receiver core and quarterback core for his years there. Mm-hmm. He can tell you things about other players that you may not see on film or may not even recognize on film that when they break the huddle, they break the huddle and they look like they're down. It's a run play. When they look like they're up, when their inside foot is up, when their outside foot is up, mm-hmm. all those different things that – he, be, he may be able to get out to our defensive backs. That could help us in being uh, successful on Sunday. So, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. For the nine one three, Mahomes is kid king. Absolutely. I don't think anybody will argue that. And let's also remember, not that Antonio Callaway would be a, uh, necessarily an automatic viable option next year, but Sammy Watkins – might not be with this organization next year as well. So you, you're looking for who can be that guy to step back in.
3: That is true. Oh, yep, yep, all right. I'm looking at another text from the 432. Um, Le'Veon huh. Bell is going to have a game-changing play in the playoffs, maybe not this week, but sometime during the playoff run. Le'Veon Bell is going to have a huge play. All right, Well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. mean, of course. You know, he has a ton of experience. He's a guy that's been around the league a long time. He knows, he knows how to prepare for a game, especially in the playoffs during his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, he understands when it comes to making important plays. And he was a guy that – actually, he was 50, 50% of that team yeah. when it comes to their offense. So, of course, uh, when he get a chance, he's going to definitely break out.
1: And Clyde Edwards-Alaire did not practice today. So that is something to watch. And I believe the – you know, one of the unsung heroes of this game – and predicting, since Barbershop's not here, Nostradaynon is no here. Daryl Straday- no. Williams. Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Darryl Williams could be a force in these games coming up. So keep an eye out for that. We yep. got the phone lines open. Peanut and KC, Dan Ricketts and KC, we'll get to you after this break. When we come back, we'll get to those calls and a few more texts, and we'll talk about this Chiefs-Browns matchup, breaking it down in true fashion. This is
2: Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back. Players Only back in the building. Halftime is over. The third quarter of our show brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. We got some Activity on the text line, but also on the phone line, Joe.
3: Yes, sir. We got Peanut on line one. Peanut, what you got What you got to say about the defense?
5: Hey, what's going on, fellas? I just wanted to get y'all, you know, players' perspective. Uh, to my eyes, I've been seeing the Chiefs playing a lot better run defense, um, and people was not giving us credit for that. Mm-hmm. And also, um, they're jumping on the back The Browns bandwagon after this win, but I kind of feel like it's, just, it's kind of like how the Raiders are with us. With the Browns, with the Steelers, you know the Steelers been beating up on them for all these years, and they was kind of built. Everybody when they play the Steelers, they they play extra good. Like the Raiders, everybody play the Raiders. Play us, they play to their top level. I think they going to come into Kansas City and see that we're not the Steelers. Uh, how y'all feel about that?
3: You know what? Yeah, so I, I so I definitely hear what you're saying. It seemed like after they won that game, they was in the locker room smoking cigars and. And celebrating and doing all kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean it's it's a rivalry game. You know, you always you always step your game up whenever you're playing a rival, just like when the Browns play the Steelers, that's a rivalry game. Uh, whenever the whenever the Raiders play the Chiefs, you, you're gonna see the best of both squads, especially, you know, the squads that you hate the most. Uh so yeah, it's just that's just that's just one of those things where whenever you playing against your rivalries, you always play up and you always, you know, try to try to take care of business. So yeah, I, I can see that it, I can see the similarities between the two but i believe that the browns with what they done last week and being down, you know, quite a few players and the head coach. Yeah. They may come in and they may play a lot better than what people give them credit for. Um but as far as our defense, i think people need to give our defense credit. Now, i'm going to say this. Defense is going to have to come out and play extremely well, especially against the run because this team they're they're one of the top rushing attacks in the in, in the league. So, it's going to take our it's going to take our guys to come out and and, and really play some good defensive football.
1: Thanks for the call, Pino. We appreciate you. Yeah, the rushing attack for the Browns is third in the NFL at 148.4 yards per game. Chiefs defense versus the run is 21st, giving up 122.1 yards a game. So we will have our hands full, but I I agree with Joe on everything he said. Last week, you beat Big Brother, and you beat him – for uh, 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 one of the more important times in that organization's history, after not making the playoffs for since 2002 and not winning one since the 90s, you got over the hump against that team, and you got up enough for that team to play them twice in in two weeks and beat them both times. So, you know that could have that could be a situation where they used up a lot of their energy for that game, but I kind of feel like you said mm-hmm. they may come out and play better than most people might give them credit for. We got Dan in KC. What's going on, Dan? No, this is Ken.
0: Hey, Ian. Oh, Ken. Oh. How's it going, Ken? What's going on, Ken? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? All right. Hey, Dan, I want to tell you, I want to appreciate you doing a great job speaking life into those that are down. I want to say that first because Life give life, and you you're doing a good job doing that. So keep on speaking to life in those people that are down, man. Nice thank you,
1: job. thank you. I appreciate that call, man. We, you know, we that's what we have to be uh, be able to do is be able to speak life in other people, and uh, people are going through some crazy times during this pandemic. So I appreciate that.
0: I would just say you are my brother's keeper, so you're keeping the brothers alive. So good job doing that. <laughs> thank I also you. want to say one thing. Um, I think the chief um, is going to do very well. My only biggest concern I would have in this game, I know uh, Pittsburgh gave them uh, the, the Cleveland Brown. They didn't come in to prepare for, for, for the Cleveland Brown last week. So, some of the stuff that the Cleveland Brown got was some freebie. You know, it, it was also a lot of freebie. But my biggest concern with the Chiefs now is going to be penalty. If we can, the only way they're going to lose this game is giving up a lot of lousy, stupid penalties. You know? Yep. And, and, and so, that's the only thing I probably fear of. I think the offense going to do, 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 do well. I think the the the, the defense going to do well. I think special team going to do a run back for a touchdown. But but I'm just scared of the the penalty we've been giving away is some stupid penalty that that's going to make us lose the game if they don't tighten up on the penalty.
1: Yeah, I totally agree and appreciate the call, Ken. Definitely some knowledge there. Oh yeah, uh, two teams. With penalties as far as stats, and I'm not a big stats guy, so there's part of me that hates quoting this, but you got the 25th and 29th ranked teams in penalties against in the season. So the, you, you line up to be what some might say could be a sloppy game, but what we did see from Super Wildcard Weekend is the refs choking on their whistles. There weren't very many whistles called. No. It was just old-school football unless it was truly flagrant. They kept their whistles to themselves, so I think that would bode well for us, yep. for the most part, uh, because you're right. We can make big plays at any time, and you'd hate to see any big play get called back because of a penalty and sloppiness.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and you see it time and time again, especially on special teams. You know, if you get a nice, decent return, you got a, you got the holding call, and, and now that comes back, and you see it on offense as well. You know, just and, and sometimes it can just be something silly where it's behind the plate. Um, but those silly penalties can definitely take away your yards and it can stop all momentum that you have on offense. So it's going to be key for us to come out and play technique sound football.
1: All right, we got Jimmy talking about the Bills. What's going on, Jimmy?
3: What's
4: going
3: on, gentlemen? Oh, nothing, man. Just chilling, having a great day. Chilling like Bob Dylan. Yep. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, real quick before I talk about my bills, uh, I just need Kansas City guys to be careful because, you know, one thing is, you know, the Browns are not on the same level as Kansas City. We all know that. But that game last week gave them boys confidence. And, uh, and if they can control the clock and keep Patrick on the sideline, it's going to be a lot closer game than than what people are expecting. Kansas City is the team in the NFL, and they got the best player. But, you know, any given Sunday, and if they can control that clock, you know, they gotta be just got to be careful. You know, and that's the same, and that's the same reason I, I got from my Buffalo Bills is, you know, uh, with that running game with, with J.K. Dobbins and Lamar, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling this game for my, my boys. You know, I'm proud of what they accomplished this year. But uh, I think uh, the Ravens are going give to them, give them a run for their money and probably take that game.
1: Appreciate the call, man. You know what is interesting? A couple of things you mentioned, and and Joe, we got some texts to come up. We also got the the phone line before we get to the fourth quarter. One is the concern. There's always a concern in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because you win or you go home. So there's always going to be a concern. I don't think there's ever a time where you overlook an opponent. What I see with this Cleveland Browns team is what we saw and experienced with this Chiefs team a few years back when Niall Davis returned the opening kickoff against the Houston Texans, yep. and we wind up winning a playoff game for the first time since I was a rookie back in 1993-94 season, and then the next week we went and lost to the Patriots. It wasn't like we overlooked the Patriots. The Patriots were a better football team, but to your comment, that game was closer than I think a lot of people thought it would be uh, being in the playoffs and playing up in Foxborough. So, yeah, there there's some things that look the same mm-hmm. in this matchup uh, where, in this case, the Browns are us and we're the Patriots, and we just have to be careful. But also recognize that the identity of this team, one of the main identities of this Chiefs team, is that we know how to win close games. That's true. We know how to win close games. So, that bodes true in regards to this possibly being another close game just like the Falcons and the Saints and the Bucks and the Dolphins and everybody else and yet the Chiefs have figured out ways to win. Yeah. And that there's worse things that you can be than a team that knows how to win close games.
3: Yeah, and you know what he brought up another great point too as far as, you know, being able to run the ball and take time off the clock, time of possession. I've always kind of I've always kind of felt that time of possession was was a key stat. Yeah. You know, because if you're, if, you're, if you're in control of the ball most of the game and you're keeping a potent offense on the sideline, that you're doing your job. You're doing what you're supposed to do in order to win. So if they can do a good job of continuing to run the ball and have these long drives, it can definitely make for a long day for the Chiefs. I don't see it happening, but there's always that possibility just because you have a, a, a potent run game.
1: Yep, and, and I, I agree with you in regards to the time of possession. The only add-on that I would have is, Time of possession becomes a factor when turnovers is a factor. yep because if you have no turnovers for each team, then time of possession is key. But if you have a turnover, you get a pick six or you you know like the the Browns did last week against the the Steelers, mm-hmm. where you're scoring 28 points the end of the game, that time of possession really doesn't really factor into much. Doesn't really have any kind of factor. But we appreciate the call. Definitely appreciate the text. We got Nick. Hold on. We got the fourth quarter coming up. We'll get to you as well as some of these texts and the keys to this Chiefs win in the divisional round. We'll get back to you on the fourth quarter.
2: This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio.
1: And we're back, fourth quarter, the last quarter of players only before yep. the Chiefs' divisional round playoff game against the Cleveland Browns. We got the phone lines open. Yes, Text lines are still open. We'll be able to tackle each and every one that is on this list before we shut it down. But, Joe, what you got on the phone line?
3: Hey, man, I got Nick on the phone right now. He want to talk to us about keys to a Browns upset. Ooh.
1: Nick.
3: Nick, tell us what
1: you got. I got my notes on. I got my pen in my hand. Nick, yep, tell us. I got us. my phone ready.
3: Yep, put it
2: down, guys. I'm I'm the diehard Key Same my whole entire life. Been born and bred here. So I'm not that guy that gets hyped out and just says, We're gonna roll through some people. We all saw what they did to Pittsburgh and yes, it took some miraculous defensive and special teams maneuvers. They played their offensive game as well. Yeah, what put up fourteen points on the offense without the you know, not not off a turnover. But I want to know what they could possibly do to spin us. I'm not taking us on the on the spread. Yeah, I like us on the money line. I see us by about like a six or seven point margin. I just want to know what you guys think we're going to need to do to take care of business at home. The way we've been playing, everyone's been hating. We have this little stigma and mantra that, we are just playing down to our opponents, but
4: we we grind
2: out. We find a way to win. What do you think the What do you think we need to worry about the most that the Browns could do to really knock us off our pedestal right now, where we are kind of like that? We're at the top of the podium. What do you think it's gonna take?
3: You know what? I think uh, the one thing that they could do is not is take us out of rhythm. I mean, you know, we've known we we're known to be a pretty potent offense. I mean, Mahomes he can he can carry the ball up and down the field. On, on nice long drives or whether he's throwing it deep. So we're known for that. But, you know, something that Cleveland can do, can, they can come in, you know, they can show a few different looks. They can do some different things out there to get Mahomes guessing, to not to get them off their square a little bit, and then also um, establish their run game, which, you know, if they're keeping us off the field offensively and they're staying on the field longer um, for their offensive drives and being able to run the ball and actually be able to score touchdowns instead of field goals, that would be something, that would be a key for the Browns to upset the Chiefs, although I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the call, Nick. Thanks. We'll, I'm going to get to my keys right at the end of this segment, which is the end of the show. Joe and I will break it down in regards to two or three keys we think will happen for the Chiefs' Chiefs' victory. Yeah. Again, this fourth quarter of Players Only is brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Let's scroll through this text line, Joe. Uh, we got... Question from the 816, is Willie Gay being out maybe a big problem? It could be be. a solid problem. I think what we've seen is the linebacking core uh, decimated with injuries Mm -hmm. over these last few weeks. You're getting Anthony Hitchens back. You got uh, Damian Wilson back. We'll see if Ben Neiman, if he's at full speed. Um, but you only got four linebackers. Doriano Daniel went down earlier this season. You only had four linebackers for most of the last quarter of the season. So uh, Willie Gay, contributor on special teams, yeah. showing that he can play linebacker and getting some confidence playing in linebacking packages, yep. I think would be, I don't know if it's a big problem, but it is a problem if he's not able to go on the field. And let's face it, our linebacking core versus their running backs is going to be a key key matchup in this game.
3: Yeah, we got another text from 816. What is the biggest injury concern of yours? Willie Gay, Watkins, or Schwartz? I would have to say, and that's a tough one because, I mean, I I, it's a it's a heads up between Watkins and Schwartz. Of course, we want Watkins because he's always there to make those big plays whenever it's needed,
1: especially in the playoffs.
3: Especially in the playoffs. And then, of course, we want Schwartz. We want our man Schwartz on the right hand on the right side because he he keeps Mahomes free. I mean, and plus he's good at run blocking. So, of course, you you want it. You want to keep. It, it, that's a hard one.
1: Yeah, I, that's a hard. I'm one. I'm gonna go with Watkins because I think M- Mitchell Schwartz has been out so long yeah. that I would be concerned about him jumping back in the mix. Having to go against Miles Garrett uh, in that game, so I, and Sammy Watkins has shown that he steps up on this stage like Frank Clark, mm-hmm. Chris Jones did last year. So I would say, without a definitive number two receiver, my concern is Sammy Watkins not being able to play. Right. But I like the fact that you brought you you came out with two offensive guys. That was that was uh, good. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, it was it was two out of the three. Yep. You know? I know. Yeah, so I figure I would go with, with one of those
1: two guys. All right, we're going to get through these, the rest of these quick. 9-1-3, playoffs when real season starts. Absolutely. Yes, the Chiefs have said that. Travis Kelsey said that earlier this year. He, they've been waiting for the playoffs since the week after the Super Bowl. Uh, they got a 9-1-3, Colin Calturd never wore a jock in his layup. I don't know why I read that. alright eight <laughs> one six. What you got, Joe.
3: As a former as a former college player I watch football exactly like I watch film it's frustrating for sure of course it is because you know of course we see everything from a different lens yeah. and we know exactly how to hit but you know I think at the end of the day we're looking at it just you know from being a bystander we have to remain fans of course it could be frustrating but hey look you got to you got to let whatever happens happens and continue to move on to each play all yep. right so we got another text from the 816 I know it's far out but if the Chiefs make it makes it to the big game which NFC team is the biggest Threat to KC?
1: I'd say Green Bay.
3: I think so too.
1: You got to me the it's you can have you got better weapons with the Bucks, but to me in when in doubt you go with the best quarterback. Yep, and the best quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and he's shown even though he didn't play against Patrick Mahomes, he's beaten the Chiefs uh, in recent years. So I'd be concerned about that. Uh, they say from the 913, make brown, make the Browns change their audible. The one thing about changing your audibles and some of your calls is, regardless of what you go into the game with, your tendencies show. Second drive, second quarter, fourth quarter, heated moment, you go back to what you've always done. Absolutely. So uh, changing things at this point, not really a big deal unless you're trying to trick them on some kind of gadget play.
3: All right, we got another text from the nine one three. The reps are letting the players play. Yeah, I mean it's playoff football. You don't need to slow the game down for for a flag or anything like that. Let them guys go out there, play fast, play physical, and uh, you know let them go out there, and win the game the right way.
1: Absolutely, and we got
3: uh, we got another one from nine one three. Opinions on Byron Pringle.
1: I I really like Byron Pringle. Uh, you know, not he's probably a better version than I was as a player, but he kind of reminds me of my skill set and approach to the game. He's faster, speed. Yeah, he's faster. (laughs) Full speed and special teams take advantage of opportunities on offense. Always playing at one level. Blue collar. Really like him, and I think he can be a stud in this type of format and for this playoff run. Sorry we couldn't get to the rest of them. We appreciate all the activity on the text line and the phone line, but we will be back next week. We
3: will be back next week.
1: We'll be back, preferably and hopefully and anticipating a Chiefs win as well. And we'll be talking about another AFC championship, third time in three years, that has to go through Arrowhead. And I'm excited about this run. I think it's going to be outstanding. And we appreciate everybody being a part of it. Joe? Absolutely. Sean Barber, he may be back here if we let him in. And hopefully he'll get well. And we'll see y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace from Players Only. This is
2: Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In
3: order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively.
4: Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire.
2: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here